Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. I'm so excited to have interior designer Rachel Moriarty, aka the queen of color, is the principal designer and creative director of the multidisciplinary design studio House of Moriarty Inc. Since launching her design studio, Rachel Moriarty Interiors, in 2014, she has made her mark in the San Diego luxury residential market with her colorfully coastal aesthetic. Rachel embodies her personal belief that color adds interest and excitement to the world. And like a chef seasoning a meal, she sprinkles it liberally to add passion and flavor to each of her projects. Her work has garnered awards, media coverage, and global recognition, enabling her to expand her studio not only to interior design clients, but also to brands as a licensed collaborator and global brand ambassador. Today's conversation is so fun. She is full of color and personality, and we have so much in common, which was really, really beautiful. I didn't realize she is a fellow uh, Filipino-American, um, just like myself. We've got lots of things in, in alignment as far as like coming into the design world, how we came into the design world, the timeline um, as well. She went off on her own in 2014, as did I, and started the business or started, I should say, interior design uh, in 2005, which is where I started officially after graduating. She has so much wisdom. She comes from a background without schooling, without a degree, which I think is so um, inspiring. We talk about how her background does connect with a lot of the members of the Design Coven which she is joining our interior design panel for July. And that happens on July 8th from 9 to 10 in the morning on the Design Coven, where we get to dive into three designers' uh, lives and their practices, and they get to share their experiences or failures and, of course, their successes so that we can all learn from them. So if that's something that you would be interested in, I invite you to join the Design Coven. Just go to bewitchingthehome.com. The link is there. And uh, this is for anybody that is looking to enter the design world, whether or not you have a degree. Um, you don't have to have one to join the coven. You could be a student. You could be somebody that is in a career that just isn't fulfilling and is looking for something that will be more fulfilling, that will suit you in a way that really drives your creative freedom, um, your creative magic. So I'd just love to have you all there if that's something that you would be interested in. I hope you enjoy this episode with Rachel as much as I did, uh, because really we did have fun and there's so much more to come in the future. We are just collaborating machines over here. So stay tuned and enjoy. Hello, I'm Rachel Lorraine Crawford, a creatrix of Sacred Space. 
through holistic interior design and magic. Welcome to Bewitching the Home, where we discover new concepts, meet creatives, and conscious businesses that contribute to creating an enchanted home filled with mindfulness, intentional living, and well-being for us, our families, and Mother Earth, a home connected to our highest vibration that brings us balance, harmony, and a purposeful way of living. Welcome, welcome back to Bewitching the Home. I have Rachel Moriarty Interiors here with us today, which I'm so excited about. This is in alignment with our sessions uh, through the Design Coven. She will be on our panel coming up on July 8th. Before we get started in that space, I'm gonna go ahead and um, set our space um, with just our our minds and getting into the present moment. So um, first by just ringing our bell, anchoring in into our bodies, our space and of course I have to light our candle so I've got a beautiful beeswax and a thrist candle here connecting us with the spirit of fire creativity connection and communication so I'm going to go ahead and light this beautiful candle and then of course I'm going to pull a card just to connect with the energies for today right So today I'm pulling from Moon um, BB Magic Tarot with um, Angela Mary Magic. And I pulled this deck, Rachel, because it's so colorful. It's like the most perfect (laughs) colorful deck that I have. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. We have to play with color. Perfect. And yeah, we can talk about all that, of course. But color, I feel like, is such a huge influence in design. And lately I've just been seeing lack of color so it's like we need we need color here yeah this is the number 11 justice and equality is our cards this is actually the card of libra and that connection of balance harmony um yeah just being in that space which of course is a huge principle in design is having harmony right and balance yep harmony Mm. at home exactly All right, Rachel, what are you what are you sipping on over there? What is your what is your drink of choice? I had choice to put it morning? behind me because I knew I'd forget. Um uh, pomegranate green tea iced. And um I have a lot of citrus trees here. So I I also got some oranges and put some orange slices in it, and it's delicious. Wow, oh that sounds good. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned the citrus thing because I have New Moon and Leo tea that we um, collaborated with Paru tea. And oh, this cool. is elderflower, rooibos, lemon peel, orange peel, mm. and marigold. So also in that citrus Yum. <laughs> family yes. and the colors it's ice divine. Tea season. It's so warm. Absolutely. So Rachel, I always start off by asking, what is home? What's home for you right now? That's such a big question. Oh my gosh. It sounds like it's an easy question, but it really is such a big question. Um, for me really home is everything. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of my, I've always considered it my partner. I almost personify it. So kind of my partner in crime, Mm. I am an introvert and a lot of my, um, business and all of the aspects of my business are doing things like this and going out to events. And so for me, it really has to be a place of, well, where I can, you know, from how I wake up in the morning, I have a very like creatively inspiring bedroom. 
Um, and I kind of set my closet up like a boutique. And, you know, I always, from the moment I wake up, I feel super creative. Getting dressed is part of that creativity. And, you know, it's just kind of like a layering thing in the morning. I just, it just helps me become the, the version of me that can go out and market myself every day, go out and grow the business, go out and do speaking events, podcast interviews. So for me, it really is just kind of my partner in crime. Oh my God. Yeah. And your sense of style is, is beyond, I'm just in love with everything oh, and the you. color. Um, you know, I, I mentioned it a little bit before, but I felt like the design world really went so bland with like everything being white and gray. <laughs> yeah. So you were like this breath of fresh air where it's like, oh, we can oh, have fun. You. We can like, we can play, we can be creative. Can you um, share with us a little bit of your, maybe your design aesthetic or how you would verbalize your sense of style? Sure. I mean, I think everyone calls me a maximalist <laughs> and I'm definitely a maximalist. And that thing that can mean a lot of things, you know, uh, you know, and it, it, it has evolved over time. It was, you know, kind of a semi hoarder situation. And has <laughs> my husband and I love to like flea market and estate sale and, you know, do all of that. But as I go along, it has to be like a very pared down layered approach it's still a lot for most people but you know I really have to kind of keep things kind of edited so it's a very edited approach to maximalism is what it is <laughs> <laughs> and do you find that that um is um connected to your design process and and how you operate there too or oh no nobody would ever hire me to design their house the way I design my own <laughs> Which was really kind of a thing, you know, if we're, if you're talking to newer designers, there was yeah. a little bit of fear for me in the beginning to become really visible online with my own style. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. how do I serve the luxury market? Yet I like to thrift, you yeah. know? And so there was like a little bit of a gap, like they're not going to hire me, you know, to bring luxury into their home if I'm, you know, out scouring estate sales or my home looks, you know, very, you know, thrifted and curated in that yeah. way. Um, it was a thought error. I think a lot of us have thought errors about uh, our own homes. And um, it was really, it wasn't until I started sharing myself, my mm. style and areas of my home, you know, from my she shed to my bedroom, you know, really, I've, I think I've shared every, every space in my home. Um, but it was, a, you know, if there's a trust that you build, people are having us come into their home. So yeah. I like to invite people also into my home and to see how I live as well. That is so beautiful. I love that you connected those two pieces and address that. I think that's so vulnerable of you to be able, cause I mean, people letting us into their homes is very sacred. And then you yeah. on the other side doing that them i think that's exactly incredible and really really rad how did you um get into this world of interior design totally organic um i am self-taught um i started in fashion i've always been a creative really i, I always say i was 
born and fabricated. <laughs> I was designed and fabricated <laughs> to be an interior designer. My my father was an artist and an arch studied architecture. My mom is just like an uber creative, even though she doesn't really identify as a creative. Um, yeah. And I started in fashion. That was sort of my gateway drug into, you know, all things pretty. And I did visual merchandising. I did mm -hmm. photo styling. Um, that was a big for about a decade. I did photo styling. That's where I met my husband on the set of a photo shoot. He was a photo oh assistant. Gosh. I was a stylist. Um, so I always and then I lived in Dubai and I used to be a visual merchandiser there. Um, so I've always like really kind of made things look pretty. I, I've owned a boutique in La Jolla when my, my about 20 years ago. Um, and then I worked in home furnishings and that's where I started working for Ethan Allen and Bassett Home Furnishings. That's where I learned the trade, um, doing house calls and space planning and, you know, all of that. And then I eventually got a certification and it was originally in um, home staging and interior redesign. So just like okay. styling spaces. And it was like the heyday of HGTV decorating shows. Yeah. You know, with the fun decorating shows, the design on a dime and, you know, all of those like really cool, fun shows. And that's kind of where I started. That was my passion. I would go in and basically restyle homes with what people had, not really bring in a single thing. And then, of yeah. course, as I did that, that evolved and mm. um, into the business, you know, that I have now. And um, I did take a like a hard left. At a certain point, I actually went into banking for eight years oh my gosh. after I had an, a divorce. I know. And I did private banking and I was I just happened to be like a really good banker. It was uh, because it's about relationship. Yes. And I learned it helped me work, work with um, high net worth individuals. Mm. And, you know, I'm always like if there's a building with a name on it or a street, I worked with them. Now oh some gosh. of those people are my clients. It helped me talk about numbers. It helped me do my spreadsheets. I'm not, um, I'm not afraid to, you know, like any, I, I always tell them anytime you can ask to see my spreadsheets, they're on point. So it taught me a side that did not exist before. Um, and gosh. it was definitely looking back now, it made, it made so much sense. That's so rad. So I have, so just based on all those things that you said, I have several like paths that I want to go down and have a bunch more questions. So when did you work what? at Ethan Allen? <laughs> I'm like, okay, boom, boom, boom. When did you work at Ethan Allen? When did I work at Ethan Allen? I think it was like maybe, I don't know, maybe like 2005 or six. Yeah. I can't remember. I, so I was with them at that same, about that same time. Um, Which one? Claremont? I was in La Mesa. I was in La Mesa. Oh, I was at Claremont. I was at Claremont. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. and my partner, Carl, um, which I don't know if you know, um, he was there for 18 years. So, he was both in La Mesa and in Claremont toward no the end. No way. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's crazy. That Just is funny. crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so. I'm still friends with all of, you know, a lot of the designers I work with. Yeah. In fact, if they are at other showrooms... You know, and somebody meets with me and they don't have the budget to work with an interior designer. Yeah. I will send them, you know, some of them are like, you know, Woodbridge or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, I'll send yeah, them yeah, to yeah. these specific people, like go work with this person and, you know, they're amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm so happy I made those connections. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I remember I went to um, the, I think Marlene was probably there what at the same time as you. Yeah. So yeah. she and I were in um, training together. <laughs> 
so funny. Did you go? You didn't go get to go to Danbury, did you? No, we oh, were in I was the Irvine first one. Tustin. I was the first one that got to go to. Oh my god. Um, where Farouk did the hiring. He we had to yeah. do the whole thing for Farouk, and then we went and spent two weeks back east. That was yeah. so fun. So fun. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like these experiences and you even talking about the bank, that's huge because I have, we have a lot of people in the design coven that are in, you know, careers that are successful. It's completely different from design. And for me, it's like, there's so much knowledge in there that you have um, developed and the experience itself. And there's something in there that is definitely going to propel you in the design world. And I love that you've connected it from the bank to connecting with relationships and the way you operate and the way you uh, run your business with that background in mind. I think that's huge. And I'm always it's trying huge. to uncover that. Well, mm-hmm. there's, and to tell it, and if that's a lot of your audience, I mean, honestly, it was something that I tried to hide at the beginning. There was yeah. a voice in my head. There was a voice in my head. I do not know who she was, but she kept saying, who is going to hire a banker to decorate their home? Mm-hmm. You know, they just kept playing and looping and looping. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So at the beginning, I would try to hide that fact. Then I started coming against those really analytical um, husbands, or I have a lot of lawyers yeah. and, and engineer yeah. clients. And what it was like, then it was like, whoa, I could sell that project and close that, you know, and walk out with a retainer check. Um, if they knew I was going to be a good steward of their money. Yeah. And so, you know, it is their biggest investment. So there are so many transferable skills that we learn in corporate. I mean, when I was running, I would run these massive projects. Um, and this is kind of nothing compared to what I did in corporate. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so that's like really like what you can tell people. It's really can sell them. Like this mm-hmm. is you don't want to say this is a walk in the park because we charge no, we charge no, no, no. <laughs> a lot of money and it is not an easy job, but it is a lot, it's a lot more. I always say it's a lot sexier for me to sell me than it is to sell like a loan. <laughs> you know <Yeah>. what I mean? <laughs> of course. So but much you, easier. Yeah. And you can speak their language, which is yes. a big, big asset. Exactly. And, and you just mentioning your clients, us too, you know, we have a lot of lawyers and engineers yes. that are yes. clients and they want to know the hardcore things like yes. how does this operate? How does this work? Where am I saving? What am I doing? And they, they, they want to run, right? They, mm-hmm. they want to make a decision. They want to make it a very fast decision. And if they know that you're yeah. on their team and on their side yeah. about financials, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's a big part of our job. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other, um, nuggets of wisdom or, or things that you can share with our designers that are wanting to jump in? I've, I've got a lot of people that, again, that, don't have any experience, but they've got, you know, experience in the real world. Is there anything else you can kind of help them break through these blocks of this imposter syndrome uh, of hiding behind something or not really, you know, coming into their own? Like you've already given us so much, but I'm just wondering if there's anything else that kind of comes to mind that you can. Yeah. All of that. You know, I remember when I started, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking, but I just thought like, (laughs) I can just hide behind my laptop. My work's going to speak for itself, you know? And I was like, like, here was my work up here. And then I was going to be way back here in the background. Um, And it's really not like that. You need to, you need to actually be, especially if you're a smaller design Mm -hmm. studio, 
and a personal brand, you really have to become the face and the personality of that. Mm -hmm. um, you cannot skip steps. So you have to first create the container. A lot of people are starting their business from Instagram and they don't have like their website and their business bank accounts or a business yeah. entity. You cannot skip steps. Like really just like just like you did very ceremoniously opening the the ritual for for this conversation and this energy flow. It's the same thing with business. You have to create the container and the, you know, the accounts yeah. to receive the money because without <laughs> the money, uh, you know, there is no business. And the other thing is like, always be marketing. I market myself every single day. I think that we are in such an amazing space to have social media and social selling is free. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I, we don't have to wait for like uh, AD to call us to, you know, yeah. feature a project or HGTV or whatever, you know, it's like we can do whatever we want. We control the narrative. And Absolutely. I think social is such a gift. I mean, I grew, I, that's how I completely grew my business and I continue to be, to create amazing opportunities from social mm -hmm. selling. Yeah. And you had mentioned being an introvert and, and having to kind of come out of that and be the face of your company. Do you have any tips on or suggestions on what they can do right now to start coming forward? I just had a design session this yeah. morning with one of our coven members and she's just like, I don't want to show my face. You know, it's just this, this fear and it's like, oh, but you have to, sure. because it's just like, you're selling yourself. So do you have any tips? Yeah. Well, I mean, we walk up to the door of our clients. It's not like we can like completely hide from the process, you <laughs> yes. know, so you have to remember that. And, you know, my clients, there's a comfort level, like when they know, oh, I've saw, I've seen that mm. caftan before. I saw that yeah. scarf or I remember when, you know, I loved what you wore to whatever, like it's a whole thing, you know, for me and my business, it's really builds that no like and trust factor, but you can also, you know, start with your hands, like just start with something, your hand touching fabrics or, you know, shooting from a perspective like of what you're looking at, maybe from like half of your body mm. from behind, mm -hmm. maybe start, they can do, you can do voiceover on reels now, like uh, pan one of your flat lays that you do and then talk about, you know, or your studio space or, you know, your workspace or whatever. There's so many ways to do it without showing your face. And I would say, though, eventually, like I, I tell my students, I do digital uh, courses. I'm like at least every nine squares on Instagram, there has to be like something of your, you know, people will respond to it. And you'll see once yeah. you start doing it. You're, it sounds weird, but every picture with your face in it is going to get so much more engagement. So when I have like new uh, project photos, I always jump in and I try to embody the project. Like I will actually like wear whatever is coordinating with my project. And I use those, that portraiture to kind of start. I'll, I'll post that one picture of me, get all of that engagement up. And then I'll start posting like sequential pictures of mm -hmm. the, of the project just to get that interest up. And so you, you will have to, you can, you can tiptoe up to it though. It's not, you know, you don't have to yeah. completely jump in. There are other ways to do it. Use your voice, use your hands, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Ah, those are so great tips. I love that. Yeah. Tiptoeing in, going slowly, getting a little bit more comfortable, pushing yourself a little bit more. Um, yeah. 
on this post that you're talking about with your face forward, are you creating a carousel with the um, design photos behind it or is it design no. posts after? I do. I drip my content out because I post every single day. Okay. I mean, if you're not posting every day, I, then you could do a carousel. I don't like to dump. I pay too much in photography to like yeah. hide my things behind carousels. I want every single thing on the grid. Love it. Um, so I will, I, I drip mine out every day. So it's like okay. different parts, different, you know, maybe the whole room one day, maybe a tight vignette the next day and just kind of drip it out like that. Got it. And are you manually um, putting all of this in or do you use mm -hmm. a program like Planoly or any of those? Or No, I'm a, I'm a really, everything is done like, just in the moment kind of like in the minute it's the first thing i do in the morning okay cool yeah amazing um yeah i just love like hearing different people's processes and and how we operate and you mentioned photography do you photograph all your projects or are you selective on which ones you photograph and which ones you feature so i photograph almost all of my projects because there's something in every there's a lesson in everything like mm -hmm. sometimes I am so blown away if it's a consult or only or like a hybrid of a virtual um, service. Like if they can't do the full, I, I, not everybody can do full service interior yeah. design. It's just yeah. too, it's too much. It's a certain client. So some people I will do like a hybrid of virtual where all the deliverables are uh, online. Okay. And sometimes I'm just like, wait, what? Like they'll show me after they're done and I'm like, that looks just like the concept. Like, and so I will, wow. you know, photograph it so that I can blog about it or tell yeah. people it sells your services. Like, look at what this person did. I went to their house. I took pictures. I measured. This is what I delivered to them. And this is what they did on their own. And but they did all the implementation. Um, so, so, you know, you can do it like that. Or this is a kitchen that I did. And this was a very collaborative. This husband is the cook and he loves to research and he knew what he wanted but he didn't know what all of it and so all mm. of its content all of its content yeah. and so I, I i try to photograph everything because i'd like to tell people all of the different ways that they can work with an interior designer it's i don't just i i can only do a couple full service yeah. clients a, a year and okay. i'm usually working with them you know some of them will will finish and they after two years they'll sell the house and they'll start again because they just love yeah. love the whole you know they should have been creatives but they own a 150 person law firm and they you know yeah. it's good money and they're they're kind of like this is how i get my creative fix um oh, cool. so you know i have certain clients that i go along with for years and then um some that i cons consult with so i love and i'm just a content creator by nature mm -hmm. um so yeah i do photograph most of my most of my project amazing and it sounds like you have different services for different at, at different levels can you kind of share with us are those packages yeah. like what what does that look like yeah I started I started online interior design in 2014 when I was still working in banking. So my okay. first client found me on Facebook. So that's how long I've been social selling. I was showing, I was side hustling and I was just like doing friends and family at that point. And my, my daughter with my iPhone would take pictures of me putting pillows off the end of the thing, or, you know what I mean? That kind of like Amazing. stage Amazing. kind of shot, you know, <laughs> and somebody hired me from Tucson to, you know, that she had gone through like this really horrific divorce and she needed to reclaim her space and reclaim her mm -hmm. life. And I, yes. I was so like, Oh, 
you know, oh my single yes. mom and all of these things. And I was like, we are doing this. And I'm yes. like, it's going to be a little clumsy in the beginning. I haven't done this before, but you know, and yeah. so, um, I, and, you know, and I've gone on to do like her multiple homes, her mom's homes, her colleagues. Oh my homes. Gosh. I mean, it's just like totally blew up my business in that area. But, um, so online interior design, don't do a lot of it anymore. Okay. Um, but was doing it, especially during, uh, quarantine. Okay. And now I can do a little bit of a hybrid. So I'll go meet the client in their home, take pictures, meet with them, um, do all of that. And then we'll create the deliverables and then I'll send it. I have an online, um, uh, studio through my okay. Doma, which is a, an online software. And so all of the products and deliverables and product lists and Amazing. all of that is delivered through there. Okay. Wow. That's one, so that's cool. one way. Okay. A lot of consulting, a lot of consulting. I, I'm finding, especially now, does uh, clients have their tradespeople? They have mm -hmm. the skills. They've remodeled a couple of houses on their own, mm -hmm. but now they've up leveled to like a multi million dollar house or something like that. And they know that they can only get it up to a certain level and they really right. want to get it up to that kind of in magazine worthy sort yeah. of, you know, look. Um, but I'm finding I'm doing a lot of that type of consulting. Right so now. when you're consulting, are you, um, what does that look like? And, and, and I assume that they're purchasing their own and they're finding their own contractors to execute. A lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time they already have that in place. Okay. And they've maybe demoed something. Okay. So are you, <laughs> Before are they you got to call an interior designer? <laughs> you're like, ah, what are you doing? I'm like, Good thing, I, and, and I can only take them if I have a window in the workflow. Because I'm like, it. you guys are like skipping the line, FYI. Yeah. But because <laughs> you're in this place and I happen to have, you know, a little margin, um, I could yeah. take on this project. Uh, obviously, and some of them I would have to pass on if I just don't have the time. Yeah. You know, if I'm not yeah, there for sure. to like. For sure. And how many hours are those consultations? Or does it so vary? I will kind of do like I like to sell in like blocks of like 20 or 40 hours. Yeah, um, it depends. Is it, you know, a space? Is it a house? Is it, you know, and then I kind of track that. Yeah, way. that makes sense. That's what we start. We we have a 20 hour minimum where we are like, OK, mm -hmm. you, if you don't want to do full fledged, you know, we can start with 20 hours and you can yeah. use us however you, you need. And for newer designers, if that is like easy for you to you have to figure out what's easy for you to sell what number yeah. flows off of your tongue easily what you know you can get a certain result mm -hmm. from you know like with this 20 hours this is going to get you this you know yeah. and so you just have to be really confident and know how long things take you know and make sure that it can still be profitable so you can still yeah. stay in business <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You so, keep track yeah. of your time, <laughs> not giving things up yes, for free. Yes, keeping definitely. Yes. <laughs> so are you billing hourly or is it, are you flat rate or you kind of do a hybrid or? Yeah. So I kind of like, I try to think of what I would like if I was a client. So the mm -hmm. endless hourly for me, it's really hard for me to sell. That being said, I do sell hourly. So I do, uh, when I, when I scope out a proposal, I do an right. estimated hours yep. and I let them know if all goes well and we know it never does. Yep. Um, this is where we're going to be just so they know exactly once we open these walls and you know, 
and then yeah. I kind of put that in, in that, and then, you know, if I've got to go, you know, do something else, it, it changes the scope or you decide to add, well, everything's open. Add. Let's add this other bathroom, you know, then we go into overtime. So, exactly. um, yeah, so I just kind of do it. I'd like to give yeah. them an estimated amount. So they just kind of have something in their head. And then mm -hmm. I'll be like, well, remember when you added on yeah. the office, whole nother that's, that's this bill, you know? So yeah, I'm really like, I, I mean, I talk about money very easily yeah. with my clients and I don't have a problem with that. Um, and I'm kind of playful with it. You know, they have it, you know, it's, it, it's not like when I first started though, when you first start, yes, your clients really don't like the number is the number for a lot of clients when you get mm -hmm. your early days. So you have to be really good about budget. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we're on the same page. We do the exact same thing. We come out, we look at the scope, we put a proposal together. We have an estimated time of hours. We collect a retainer. If something adds yeah. on or something changes, we try to make it super clear. Okay. That's probably going to add another 30 hours. So, you know, just mm -hmm. keeping that in mind so that you can keep going. Yeah. Very cool. Um, any other um, bits of advice or things that you can share with us about? No, I mean, really, it's, might need you know, know, again, starting to create the create the business entity and the and the account and start from, you know, start right from the beginning. Yes. Um, always be marketing, you know, and then getting past do whatever you do. The most amount of money, honestly, I spend in my business is coaching and mm. it's not business coaching it's yeah. my brain coaching absolutely um, because every day you know when you put yourself out there and you're selling yourself and you know and your and your uh concepts you know it's like you have yeah. to be okay or you know just the other day i styled a space and she didn't like some of the pillows that i brought in yeah you know and sometimes you're like it, you're like, wow, you could take that personally. I, yeah. I don't, you know, I always we tell can't. them, you cannot hurt my feelings at this. Yes. You know, I've been doing this since 2005. I promise yeah. you, you cannot hurt my feelings. But sometimes in the beginning, you kind of are, you get heavily emotionally invested in things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you just really, for me, it's all about anyway, having a business, you'll see to the people listening, once you start the entrepreneur journey, it uncovers so much. You're like, whoa, all mm. of this like childhood stuff and shadow work yeah. that has to be done. <laughs> it's insane. So Absolutely. I spend the most amount of money. I have always had business coaches. I mean, uh, sorry, life coaches, sometimes yeah. business coaches. And then if there's something specifically I need to learn, I'll pay for those courses. So always continue to, to educate yourself. Oh, such good advice. I absolutely love it. Um, are there any rituals or practices that you're enjoying right now to kind of keep you grounded, keeping you centered? Well, I think, you know, I think mornings are my best time. I, okay. I wake up in the morning and like I said, I personify kind of my house. And so I go through and I feel like I wake up my home. Mm -hmm. You know, I get up and I open the curtains and I open the windows and I get the air flowing. You know, I literally walk through every mm -hmm. room and just, you know, just... I have to create, you know, certain lights come on even in the day, you know, and I, and then music comes on just yeah. like you, I light a candle and I am Nespresso obsessed. I love my Me Nespresso. Too. I love my <laughs> foamer. <laughs> 
So yes, I start my work. day. Yes, I start my day with my Nespresso. I think it's so beautiful. Um, I'm just so in love with the foam that it makes. Um, and I, I really, if you follow me on Instagram, every day you are going to see my my Nespresso. I shoot it either down on my on one oh of my, my caftans, or if I have like a flat layout, or I'll there's always like fabric or wallpaper or something as the background. Yeah. And I take a picture of it and then I add some music and add the day. And it's sort of like my sign to the universe that I am open for business. I am, uh. you know, it's just like a thing I love to do. It sparks my creativity first thing in the morning yeah. too. It's like how, where, you know, I do this every day. So how do I make this different mm -hmm. than, mm -hmm. you know, the last six months so every yeah. day it just pushes my creativity because we need to we need to push that that's so beautiful i love that you just curate your your mornings and it just sets the tone for the rest of the day i curate my life i mean i really as a yeah, visual merchandiser i am yeah i merchandise everything and i just love flowing through spaces that you know have been totally merched like like here i have a drinks bar behind here i and it's the non-alcoholic drinks bar and then i have yeah. the you know actual adult drinks bar over there you know and so like everything just has to have like a vibe for me uh, absolutely oh my gosh yeah i yes. we need to like do a little tour of your house because that looks so fascinating <laughs> It's, it's a so tiny beautiful. house. Like I have a little uh, mid-century home. It's super small, super crowded because I'm a maximalist. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So fun. Um, yes. You had mentioned um, having digital courses. What is that? I, I had no idea. Yeah. So my my business, uh, I was telling you, like, is because of social selling, what you'll notice as you go along in your business, people are going to see what your point of view is. Yeah. And um, there are opportunities. So so interior design services isn't um, my only income stream. So I do a lot of influencer marketing. Okay. Um, I work with brands and businesses on campaigns and collaborations. I have product Beautiful. licensing. I do paid global brand ambassadorships. Oh, my gosh. Um, I do, uh, I work with, the, you know, big brand. I have some big brand collaborations coming Amazing. up. Um, I do, uh, I work with High Point Market Authority on their mm. um, Diversity Advocacy Alliance, which is a new group that started um, because of all the things that happened. Yeah. And it's, you know, in the South and it, that you know, it's it needs to be wow. a little more diverse. Yeah. So um, that's one of the ways I, I give back to um, the community. I do digital courses on a, a course called Visib Visibility for Creatives. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the podcast, A Well-Designed Business by Luann Nagara. Yes. yes. She has a really, really big podcast. I think she's at like 5 million downloads oh now. Oh my gosh. She has a university and offers courses. So I do one of the courses through her oh or we'll do okay. a mastermind in at High Point Market. I'm also leading tours at High Point Market. Um and what else am I I, I do I do a lot. Like yeah, I do, do a lot oh besides interior design services. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely wonderful. And so I assume we can find out about all these courses and these offerings on your website. Yes. 
it's you can or if you just follow me out if if there's something coming up so okay like next month in atlanta i'm co-emceeing the um design influencers conference which is a great conference to go to if you want to it's specifically set up to pair designers and brands mm-hmm. and create you know create magic yeah absolutely yeah, yeah we're definitely going to be following you and so what is your instagram Rachel Moriarty Interiors, all over the interwebs. Everything. Okay, perfect. And we'll have yeah, all the links in the show Rachel, notes. There's a lot of Rachel Moriarty out there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what? Okay. I mean, you've already started this whole conversation. What's brewing? Do you have any other big things that you're working on at the moment that you want to share with us? I know you've got right the now. I out. have. Um, yeah, I have several, I mean, no announcements yet, but I'm doing product licensing. I'm doing a, working with a tile company. I'm working with a mirror company, which is going to be really fun. Mm. Um, plumbing company. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just have so many things, irons in the fire right now. It's, wow. it's really fun. I really love it because um, I came, like I said, out of like advertising and photo styling. So I found that that skill brands really love because I just have mm-hmm. a different eye for, you know, yeah, another talent. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. an art. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we've learned so, so much. Lots of today. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for everyone in the design coven to get a piece of you on Friday. Can't wait to meet everyone. Oh my gosh, they're going to be so excited. And I just love your story because I think it really resonates with where everybody's at or a lot of the members are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're such an inspiration and such a beacon. I think it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful conversation and learning. It's one of the things you have to, you know, I always talk about expanders. You need to see somebody doing something that maybe you didn't never even thought was possible. And you're like, whoa, you can make money doing that as an interior designer, (laughs) you know? So I, you know, I've had expanders throughout my career and that's like what molded my, you know, all the income streams that I have. Yeah. So, well, I need to talk to you too. Do you offer, um, consultation, one-on-one consultation with other designers? I do. I don't, I don't advertise them, but I do. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, I will <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Thank you, Rachel, so much again for sharing your wisdom, taking the time out of your day. Um, I know it's a holiday weekend and we just really, really appreciate you um, for giving oh back gosh. to the community. It's huge. Like Thank I can't you. express to you how much um, you being here is, is really going to impact our community. It's really, really cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you so much for connecting. So happy to be connected. Of course, of course. You have been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry. And special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E. And find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.